I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Take one. Do you want anything from the shop? Call it out. Chocolate! It doesn't say anything about a chocolate, does it? No. No, it doesn't. Sure it doesn't. So fuck off! My boy says he can eat 50 Hello and welcome to Podcast 72, an Oscar conversation. In conversation with Port McGeo. Hello. And Miss Ethna Shortall. Hello. Journalist and best-selling author of the upcoming Grace After Henry. May the 3rd launching, is that correct? Yeah. Great. So, um, you're not here to talk about that, though. No. Um, we're here to talk about one of our favourite times of the year, Academy Awards. So, um, next weekend, we'll all head to the Dolby Theatre for the 90th Academy Awards. It kind of got me thinking about what the 100th Academy Awards are going to be like, but that's a decade away and I don't even know. Anyway, uh, so... Maybe we'll get Billy Crystal back for it. Yeah, but we'll still be alive then. Jimmy Kimmel is our host this year. Very boring last year. Yeah. As a host. Probably a very challenging gig because of all the... I guess, following on from the Golden Globes, when Seth Meyers was the host, he kind of just made a few nice, safe jokes about the abuse um, scandals that have... Yeah, well, Harley Weinstein be mentioned at all with Kevin Spacey. But surely something general, like, you know, I'm surprised there's any men in the audience at all, or, you know, like, naming individuals, like, well, for some of them, could have legal repercussions as well. Yeah, unless it's very much out in the open. I think that the allegation stuff has slowed down. But anyway, a very difficult gig to present... And also, we don't know at the minute whether there'll be a dress code for women based on the... Or, no. Well. Black again. Now they've done black a couple of times, so... I, I, selfishly, I don't think it's necessary, and, like, isn't it enjoyable to kind of see what they're going to wear? And Surely the point can be made. Yeah, the point clothes. has been made. I saw there was some stuff on Twitter last night for the BAFTAs because the princess, can't remember her name, more green, but apparently royal family members Will can't wear... Kate. Yeah. Can't wear black unless, black, in unless the it's a funeral or yeah. it's in the morning. Oh. So. She's pregnant, I think, as well. So maybe... Oh, black is, is great is when you're pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> slimming about She may have been yeah. looking for something um, extra. But, uh, but within that, just the, one other thing that I was wondering. We know Casey Affleck's not... Presenting, giving, not yeah. presenting the best actor, so I don't know who's best going actor, to give, yeah, best, best actress, actress, yeah. So I don't know who's going to give it to Francis McDormand, but um, do we know if he's even going to attend or? I think I, not I don't attending. think so. Yeah, I think he said he won't attend. But then there's a few. It'll take, it'll take away from yeah. it. But then, like, what about Matt Damon or James Franco? Or like, there's a lot of these people who you would think would usually go to the award ceremonies, mm. and now well, I think James Franco is just pretty oblivious and couldn't give a shit, so he'll turn up anyway because he's up for adapted screenplay, maybe. For I'm not disaster on, for the disaster artist. artist, so I think he will turn up because he's just so clueless. But I think other maybe may not. Yeah, you know? he he's not nominated. The film is nominated, but he is. Are, but are, I think Gary Oldman. Now I'm not. I can't remember the exact specifics of this. I think he kind of has a, a bit of a shady background with relations with his, a previous ex-wife, but that hasn't hasn't seemed to cause him too much damage. As he still is kind of the front. Well, there is the a lot whole. of stuff where if you if it happened pre, you know. Two years ago, there's a lot of stuff you get away with that you just can't get away with now, you know? Mm. Yeah. So it should be, I guess, as a telecast, as they say in America, I'm not overly excited about it based on the fact that there's not that much unpredictability at the minute and these kind of clouds are sort of hanging over things, you know? Mm. Um, so anyway, we kick into some of the categories. We've got a bit of Irish uh, interest across all, uh, kind of across different spectrums of the night. We've got five. Irish possible winners. Two that I as this is Irish in inverted commas. Yeah. Well, uh, no, Irish, I mean, is well, Martin McDonough Irish. 
for I, the purpose of this. I'm yes, counting and it's him, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I don't count Three Billboards as an Irish film. <laughs> no, we'll go that would, far. Would make that point. Um, but yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis is Irish. He has, an Irish, he has, he has an, an Irish passport. He has a passport. He lives yeah. in my club yeah. somewhere. Well, I don't think he does anymore, actually. He oh. lives in New York now, yeah. yeah. He still has a house there. Yeah, okay. but we have some very Irish uh, nominees in terms of Consolata Boyle, who's nominated for costume design. Yeah, uh, Nora Tomi and Anthony. I know she is. I'm not sure Anthony Leo is. I'm not sure for the breadwinner um, in the animated feature, and then uh, Saoirse Ronan, um, who is the most Irish person in the world. She's more Irish than any of us here. I think so. Mm. She actually is. And yet born in New York. And yet born in New York, but she makes up for it with her thing. I'm I'm coming full circle around. Like I went through a phase of being bothered by her. Um, oh, I love her. Yeah, I spend no all my time defending her. her. Yeah. I don't know where the hatred is. It's just a normal Irish begrudgery. I also love her accent. So, and I, yeah. I love hearing it on American TV. So I don't know why. Yeah, and she embraces it. it and promotes Ireland in such a fantastic way. So I think it's pure begrudgery and jealousy because yeah. she seems super mature in interviews and also really confident. Like I couldn't give a shit. I'm just gonna have a bit of crack. There is a woman who lives in Wicklow now. She bought a house in Wicklow. Do you know this? Big, oh. massive mental thing. Right. Yeah. Wicklow's it's like, the place it's like to be. Stones, I think. Talking about Saoirse, has she got a hope? It's Francis's to win, right? So pretty or, much, she's yeah. odds on favourite. Yeah. Like, yeah. So also in there, um, I think we've possibly seen all these. Meryl Streep for the Post in her twenty-first nomination. That is just ridiculous, isn't it? Was it just mm. Meryl's in a film, so we better nominate her? I mean, yeah. seems to be. Maybe she has it in her claws. Yeah, <laughs> if, contract. I, if I do a film, I must be nominated. Like of all the things to be nominated for, in fact, her casting is one of the weaker points of the post. I would say it's more like Margaret Thatcher than anyone else in it. Yeah, mm. very odd role. I kept thinking about her like Thatcher as well, and going back to the Iron Lady from six, mm. seven years ago. Mm. Um, Margot Robbie is good in I Tonya, but I don't think it's it's just really is Frances McDormand's to lose, kind of. Yeah, I mean she's won everything, hasn't she? Yeah, so it's rare. Saoirse she's won. Got... Oh, but that was for comedy because yeah. the Golden Globe. Yeah, and Frances won in the category. I think I read that there's never been a year where the same four people won actor, actress, supporting actor, supporting actress across all the Golden Globes, BAFTAs, WAGs, So it's SAGs. never happened? No, I think this year is the first time it's happened where you're like, so all right, if you're yeah. going on form. Okay. Um, but what was the upset decent. last year? Well, you wouldn't see it as an upset, but I think other people did, where Sylvester Stallone didn't win for Rocky and the guy for, maybe it was two years ago. One for Bridge of Spies, uh, Mark Rylance. That I thought was kind of a bit of an well, upset. Always, yeah, yeah, true enough. Looking at the odds, um, all four are pretty nailed on mm. um, in terms of betting at the minute. But um, anyway, so for that's lead actress. In terms of, I think Saoirse Ronan is good, but my pick would probably be Margot Robbie for hers because I liked... Um, my pick as in what I'd want to win. Mm. Sort of where I'm going. Is it also maybe like the 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 um the exertion that's visible from the role you're playing? So even if Serge Ronan is the best ladybird that could have been, she is playing a teenager. You know, it's not seemingly too taxing. Whereas yeah. Frances McDormand's is a woman in grief that's hard. Yeah. And, and, and Antonia is a real yeah. Nice Margot real Robbie person. kind of made herself, you know, look ugly, ugly. or less the greatest pretty. sacrifice of all. But I was kind of saying tonight, and like Sally Hawkins also kind of technically maybe has a disability, so they kind of love that. You know, she hasn't disfigured herself in any mm. way, so there is that kind of thing going. But yeah, but it's not an Oscar disability; it's a very artistic disability. You know, it's uh, uh, it's, it's not so much that she's mute as that she's a metaphor or something. Mm. You know, I don't know; it doesn't have the same hardship that they often love. For yeah. that kind of thing. Um, but it is nice to see Sally Hawkins there, based on the fact she was very good in Maudie, Porrick's favorite film of, 
of last yeah. year. Yeah. You're just in love with Margot Robbie, though. I think everyone's basically. Yeah, I'm just here. I'm just going to Google the Wolf of Wall Street. Watch, the, <laughs> look at those pictures again, and that's okay. Um, so actor, then let's quickly swing over there. Uh, Timothy Chalamet for Call Me by Your Name, Daniel Day Lewis, uh, Phantom Thread, Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out, Gary Oldman, Dark Sour, and then Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel Esquire. Imagine that one. Hmm. Imagine. It would be a shocker. I've uh, seen it, and he is good in it. But again, it's a serious dramatic thing he's playing like a, a lawyer who kind there's of there's lots of Oscar speeches in it yeah he's a supporting lawyer who never has to go to court does all the work then his main person pulls out from or has a heart attack so he then has to do all the court appearances and suddenly he turns into Gregory Peck and a civil rights version um, and that so it it's very suited to him I'm not sure I'm not sure it's an incredible well there's no thing, chance right it's like the least likely yeah, yeah. yeah. I really hope Gary Oldman doesn't win this still, mm. I think wouldn't make mm. me the most annoyed from the night me too I was thinking have you seen Darkest Hour yeah no I haven't but you've seen I've enough been, of it I've by seeing, seeing the, the trailer, pictures. but I've also seen so many people play Winston Churchill and I'm like oh another film I find this year's Oscars in general quite underwhelming um, and big part of that is that he is by far the favourite to win I just it's like it's kind of like Oscars by numbers or something yeah, the Brits really seem to love English, or like Americans really seem to love the Brits, and especially Winston Churchill. They all kind of are crazy for him, so he probably is the lock, but I, I kind of hope mm-hmm. even Daniel... I think John Lithgow in The Crown was a better Churchill oh, from last year or two ago. Yeah, and then there's another film that no one saw just called Churchill, um, with Brian, Brian Cox. Cox. And then there's the dog from the ad for the insurance thing. If you're on a day off Didn't and you're Brendan watching Gleason TV, Brendan Gleeson a couple of years ago. Couple and actually, he won an Emmy for that. Yeah. Emmys, yeah. yeah. So look, it's hardly would exciting. They do, but would you? they give Daniel Day Lewis a fourth? No, he doesn't deserve it, does he? I thought it was a very good performance. I'd put. Yes, three. Come on. I I. Oh, and he's five. I think a bit of you'd be like, well, feck it. If you're leaving, we're not giving you another one. Like, on the ah, way out. You're not even of, sticking around. It's know, not like he's it'd, dying. It'd put him up there with, uh, I think, Audrey, Audrey Hepburn has the only four. person to have yeah. four. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Get Out, you know, is kind of my my dark horse for the whole thing. But I can't imagine Daniel Kaluuya would win for it in terms of... Uh, like, a, it's great acknowledgement that he gets the performance, but um, I don't know. Um, so Timothy Chalamet is my want to win for Call Me By Your Name, but uh, what did you think, Pork? You've finally seen Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, fine. I, I kind of suffered the thing where there was so much hype, hype, and yes. I saw it too late, so it could never live up to the expectations. Yeah. So enough. I'd still, like for me, of those performances, DDL. I, I would give it to Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, but we're all agreeing Gary Oldman is going to win anyway. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, we hop across to Best Supporting Actor. So this one was meant to be William Defoe's Oscar. Um, mm. But in the last couple of months, seemingly Sam Rockwell has just kind of laid claim to it. Which it's kind of, I think this is a bit daft too, because Sam Rockwell should be Best Actor. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't think it's a supporting role, especially yeah. when you have Woody in there for the same yeah. car- for the same. Yeah, role when with, um, Woody know. dies after twenty minutes. Spoiler, spoiler. Sorry. Um, the most amusing one, and I'm not sure. Did you get to see all the money in the world? Yes. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, Tell us. Haven't. Neither of us have seen it. So, is he worthy of award consideration? Considering he's not mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey. Um, yeah, but I think 
it is it's a good portrayal but I think it's the fun fact behind it the kind of you know place it it. you did it in a month or that's whatever. it it's not um, I enjoyed uh, All the Money in the World but it's not an Oscar film it's not worthy of an Oscar really mm. anywhere but the fact that actually is it up for best editing because that's where it should win like it's seamless the fact that and it didn't get a best he replaced Kevin or kind of any of the big nods so I think it is just a nod to him for like Thanks for covering up the Kevin Spacey yeah. thing. Yeah. I think he wins an award as the oldest male nominee of all time. He's sort of like he's 89 or something. He won for uh, that lovely film with Ewan McGregor and the, the dog. The beginners, yeah. I feel like they're going to want to stay away from controversies as well. And so I think, like, as well as the fact that they took Kevin Spacey out, that things were made worse by... If you remember Michelle Williams, didn't you do it for 150 oh, quid or fee. something? And yeah. then Mark Wahlberg was, which is quite euro. bad casting anyway, was getting millions uh, for the same thing or whatever it was. So I, I don't imagine they want to bring any of that yeah. up. Um, so it would have been a nice bit of diversity to see William Defoe win and a nice acknowledgement. I, he's not out of it though, right? Like that's one yeah, of the closer he, ones. Exactly. That's about the closest one. I think I looked Sam Rockwell 10 to 11 on and William Defoe 6 to 4 yeah. um, as far mm. as I know. So it's down to the two of them uh, which is good. And then Sporting Actress uh, haven't seen Mudbound yet but Mary J. Blige is there. It's on Netflix probably the easiest film to watch legally and in any minute you could watch it on your bus. Um, uh, Alison Janey for I, Tonya, Leslie Manville Phantom Thread Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird and then Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water I think the only one I'm bothered by in this is Octavia Spencer she's not really playing no. out of herself much she, it's a no, it's strong performance as always but she's typecast yeah. at this at this um, stage so it's more but a symptom of the fact that Shape of Water is hoovering up mm. nominations right it's kind of tied like it's Alison Jenny's to lose isn't it for um, I Tanya but Laurie Metcalf is very good in Lady Bird that's but, the mother is it yeah, yeah. and I I'd, but I would kind of like Leslie Manville to get it for the Phantom Thread mm. She, I thought she was fantastic in that mm. but again I think it's too much of an outsider you've got to see Phantom Thread I haven't I seen it oh yeah she mm. is she plays she's sister. the evil the villainous sister yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. sort of a Cruella de Vil type figure um and then the other one of the big ones again it looks like it's gone the way of Guillermo del Toro but this is director so we've got Dunkirk Christopher Nolan Get Out Jordan Peele Lady Bird Greta Gerwig Phantom Thread Paul Thomas Anderson and then The Shape of Water Guillermo yeah An interesting category in terms of what got picked out of it's always a subset of best picture in a way um but amusing to me that Steven Spielberg didn't get in there. Martin McDonough is Lady Bird well directed as a film? I know we're all. I don't think like I don't. You know, it's it's kind of a ridiculous thing when you've got nine best pictures but only five best films. It is all just about the advertising, so they can mm -hmm. stick on. Oh, we got nominated for the best picture, but like of the ones there, I'd give it to Guillermo or Paul Thomas Anderson out of those two. Like yeah, I like I really like Get Out, but I wasn't as blown away by it as everyone else was. I thought it was just a good quirky story that was original and clever but it was mm. just kind of like a the outer limits episode or something i don't think it's the best film of the year yeah. like i know del toro is is his favorite twin isn't he yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah, um, he's one to eat on but i just find like i mean another reason that i find this year's oscar so underwhelming is is how many nominations shape of water has like it's it's a it's a nice film um but it's not, uh, it shouldn't be the film that has 13 Oscar, you know, Academy Award nominations plastered across the poster. And uh, to me, that says something about the calibre of the year, if that's in place. And like, 
I think Shape of Water for Del Toro is like a, a kind of lesser work, a version of stuff he's done better before, like Pants yeah. or whatever. So the fact that he he, he is favoured to win there, just, I don't know, it's, it says something about every, every other yeah, film. Yeah, I nearly wonder if it's a bit of a, he's done his time, he's done enough in terms of mainstream stuff and... Maybe it's time that as a director he should have one. Um, mm. But I, I hate. I kind of like to think that the Academy Awards be, works uh, is beyond yeah. that. But it's know? worth remembering Martin Scorsese's eventual director win was for Hugo and not <laughs> any of the other yeah. uh, films back in 2012. So uh, yeah, the two the two categories that I always enjoy the most on the night because they're usually a bit of acknowledgement for two films or some films that don't get much play um, for performances or a film um, would be the screenplay ones. So mm. we've our Irish interest in here and he is the favourite. So Martin McDonough for three billboards yeah. outside Ebbing, Missouri. That's funny though because would anyone critiquing that film really say that the script is its strongest Is it point? strong? Yeah. Like, I would in that I thought afterwards that I'd love to see it on stage and I'd love to maybe well, I, I don't know if that means the sense of the I think story. bits maybe, that are too theatrical the maybe script. not the dialogue yeah. Yeah. so the general story maybe is the... I know but I think if you're going to be the favourite for best script your dialogue should be flawless and and I loved that film I really did but the dialogue isn't and I can't imagine he even thinks it is you know because when you mm. watch it on screen bits of it are just too on the nose I, I think in terms of how they're yeah the way they it talk, did feel you know? like it was it would work on was, stage but yeah. and I still think there's a weird uh, quirk in that film where I didn't quite understand when she's lobbing the petrol bombs inside that she hasn't I was slightly confused for a few minutes as in that she didn't construct the fact that he'd be in there you know though he got called down to be there to pick up his payslip after that's why work she calls and the phone so much just to make sure there's the no one in there several times in the police station yeah. he doesn't pick up because he's got he has headphones, headphones in, in yeah. so she assumes no one's in there because she keeps her yeah, it just no seems like a weird plot thing um, to kind of spin around but as a story of sort of retribution and rebirth and it's all about Sam Rockwell's character coming around to to working with her I guess there's a nice narrative thing there well, I think that it's is excellent. the screenplay it's, it's, it's almost like um, a Greek tragedy yeah. or something yeah but if, Get Out could be a shout there yeah I was just looking with the other yeah, what I, it's up against it probably is between Get Out and Three yeah. Bibles and I would think Get Out is the most deserving in that category yeah. and fantastic to see the big sick in there um, Kamal Nanjiani and uh, his wife writing that like that's a very interesting thing it's rare that you would get um person of Asian origin as a screenwriter in Hollywood it's kind mm. of bonkers like people talk a lot about how um, Oscar's so white but this is like a new dimension of that so I think that's a fantastic nomination and maybe somewhere he'll he could be considered for it I guess you could discount The Shape of Water but if you see it picking up screenplay early in the night then you can like you can probably say that The Shape of Water is a lock for winning but like is, 9 or 10 like you know, people is, just tick yeah. in the box so yeah is the screenplay a kind of thing where like no one really gives it much thought and like well this is nominated for 13 so yeah. I'll give it this I'm happy to be corrected but I think screenplay is one of the categories that I, everyone gets to vote for as well so mm. it's not like you need to be part of but see this is when, the screen when actors I don't think there is the, uh, screenwriters the, the kind of um, what is it, strategizing going on behind the scenes because they are all voted independently. So it's not like there's a small jury that get together and say, well, we're giving this one this, so let's give this one best picture, you know, or, or, yeah. or whatever it may well, be. Well, would an independent person with a ballot think like that, that maybe they... Like if you're given going, 100 films, you're only probably going to watch the nine here, if you even watch the nine. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. then you'll just go down through the rest. Like you might only watch Shape of Water. Get out and no, what I'm billboard. saying is there's not going to be a consensus amongst the entire academy that they're going to go, right, well, we'll give Get Out screenplay and therefore we'll give, you know, yeah. a, a, a Three Billboards yeah. another category. So the one thing in the background is that there's been the huge diversity push 
amongst the Academy of Motion Pictures and Arts and Sciences uh, to make the Academy representative so much more diverse in the last three years. So, and I think it comes I think across Get in the nominations. I think so. And but, so this is where I see maybe Get Out people being, oh, cool. Yeah, but like you could have the situation where you have Frances McDormand actress, uh, let's say Daniel Day, or no, Gary Oldman for actor, uh, Sam Rockwell and then Alison Jennings so it's still it's four still white, white people yeah. you know so. so is that where awarding uh, yeah I don't know it's a, it's a difficult like one. it'll be a slow process kind of to get it yeah, yeah but, it, but isn't it even just the beginning because I don't think that there is a person of colour that is really a strong rival like that I don't feel like anyone's being done a disservice but more is the issue that they're not in the films to start yeah, with yeah they're not so. getting cast yeah yeah so adapted screenplay, uh, hopefully the very old James Ivory, I think he's 80 years old and he wrote Call Me By Your Name, um, directed loads of stuff in the 80s. So he's been nominated as a director in the Logan past, I think. Logan is up there. Yeah, of. Logan is there. Which, That'd be funny. Yeah, um, The Disaster Artist, which again, does James Franco take that as a... Mm. He's he's not nominated for that. He's though, not he? no, but he will he attend and go, yeah, they're my boys. Or yeah. um, Molly's Game from Aaron Sorkin, which... As a script, uh, uh, it was a lot of talking. Kind of, yeah. But isn't that really if you like Sorkin, you like this? Um, yeah. If you don't, you don't. Like, he's just, I, he's did, like I did enjoy it. So, mm-hmm. uh, And then Mudbound, which uh, Virgil Williams and Dee Rees, uh, which is on Netflix at the moment. So they're the five. That's a very interesting little category. Only one of them is a Best Picture nomination. So that's Call Me By Your Name. So mm-hmm. that's sort of fun. Um, I would love to see Logan win, but won't obviously happen. Never know. Um, I suppose then and this might be the only one Call Me By Your Name wins Okay, I will root for Call Me By Your Name we have the same publishers so I assume uh, adapted screenplay would be good for book sales I think it would they could be they could kind of be a bit, bit more money for the next yeah. time around you might you get a mention one year films yeah. in a couple of years you know yeah. I, if they ever get made I don't know that they're going to be Oscar films yeah. necessarily never know and adapted um, you could be adapting your own work um, we're so, about cinematography you, yeah, we enjoy cinematography. So this mm. is, what's your bit of... Well, so Deacons is up for Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, 2014. Still has never won an Oscar. 2049. 2049. Blade Runner 2014 would have been a bit more... But we also simple. have, um, there's a bit of trivia with Rachel Morrison, who's the first ever woman to be nominated for a uh, cinematographer Shock. for Mudbound. So, you know, I wonder if um, Deacons is going to be pipped again just for the... Not that, you know, it's going to be yeah. rigged or anything, but the novel, like, it, because it's the first one ever. My gut would be the two films that deserve it most are Dunkirk and Blade Runner 2049, just because of how they were made. Yeah, Blade Runner 2049 looked fantastic, I felt. So you would kind of give it that for cinematography. Yeah. Or would you rather Dunkirk? No, it's just going through my Roger Deakins IMDb in my head and I can't remember. Yeah. Um, no, my biggest problem is Darkest Hour is in there and... The big thing mm. with Darkest Hour is how the House of Commons is lit and it looks like they've turned it into like football the old stadium. Vic yeah. football stadium stage. It, it's very over the top. Um, so I hate that that's in there. Um, the Shape of Water has phenomenal cinematography. It's much more modern in that it's some, you know, some of the scenes with water in the room and like it's obviously much more constructed visually and visual effects wise. I kind of wondered when I was watching Shape of Water, why do the Oscars kind of like this? And then you have that like 
almost like the, the scene, the dance. dance scene. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's, that? it's above a cinema as well. Yeah. And it kind of has those homages. I thought it looked beautiful, uh, but uh, but I do kind of, like, I I was aware of the time passing, which even with films I liked less um, this year for that are nominated, I didn't feel that. But, like, I, I it didn't hold my attention and I didn't invest in their love story. Yeah. Um, which, if it was beautiful, like, it is very much about... But the kind of vintage look and feel yeah, and the beauty I'm, to get into the world. But I would think for cinematography so, yeah. that if you're going to know, if you're going to win for cinematography, you would want an element of independence from your director because often the yeah. two can just be the one. Whereas I, I don't feel like that was the case at the ship mm. of water. It's very much Del Toro's aesthetic. So we're gunning for Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Roger Deakins. Everyone would be happy with that. I'm um, speaking. I'd also be very happy with that. Speaking of Blade Runner 2049, the original Blade Runner did not win the visual effects. Um, it lost to E.T. So, um, which I suppose is good effects, and this was in a pre-CGI mm-hmm. era. But yeah. like E.T. as one creature compared to the entire world invented in by Ridley Scott and his team back in the, in the day. So I think Blade Runner 2049 will win simply because... The original one didn't win, but apparently the the odds on money is on the Planet of the Apes film uh, because of the fact that it's the third one and the apes look really real, I guess. So that's for visual effects. You've got Blade Runner 2049, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, uh, Kong, Skull Island and Star Wars The Last Jedi. So it's a nice populist thing. Um, yeah. Any 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 favourites there? What, what brought you into the world the most? Um, or none? don't know about any of those really yeah what was again star wars kong star wars kong guardians of the galaxy 2 and um, blade runner war and war for the planet of the apes i really like the start of war for the planet of the apes just because it looked like a western yeah, for the first hour mm. um so maybe i'd like to give that for the yeah, visual effects yeah um there's we've all the other categories here but i'm trying to we just do think animation or yeah animation or yeah that probably be coco yeah, it's it's kind of runaway favorite. Before the nominations were out, Breadwinner, the Irish film, was kind of second mm. favorite, and there wasn't that much between them. But that gap has really widened. Like, I also kind of think it's funny. I haven't seen <coughs> the film, but it surprised me that it's in animated. Saint Vincent. Lo- yeah, I love Vincent. Yeah, love Vincent. Loving. Loving. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, because technically it's not an animation; it's a painted picture. As they say, like every single scene was painted rather than animated. Oh, okay. You know? Like yeah. hand painted. Yeah. I suppose. I mean, animation. Is yeah, animation. no. I suppose yeah. anything that's not live action is probably. And that's another in. chance for Saoirse Ronan. She's in that. She's a voice so. in the Breadwinner. Is no, that... no, no. In uh, oh, Love Vincent. Vincent. Ah, I didn't get to see it. So it was Chris It was one of the IFI's like top five films of the year. Like, and it was on there. Like, it just played over and over. I feel so. like oh, this great. nomination is more a nod to how it's done. Like that, it's the, the first painting or the first um, film to attempt this painted yeah. picture thing. Um, the film itself is not the boss baby is in there. there. Yeah, and the it's well, it's it's more likely at the, or its odds are better than um, Breadwinner at the moment. Really? So Aww. wouldn't that be an undignified defeat? Yeah, the one then that I always enjoy uh, is song and mm. score. They're the two musical ones. Um, song. Speaking of Coco, Remember Me is the big favorite yeah. for it. Um, yeah, is Sufjan going to perform? I don't know at the moment. Yeah, so he's got Mystery of Love from Call Me by Your Name, and then Mary J. Blige, Mighty River. Uh, stand up for something from Marshall, feature uh, performed by Diane Warren and Common. I don't know what Marshall is. Sorry about that. What's Common. Marshall? Common did the music for the Martin Luther King film a couple of years ago, um, and I think he won that night. So, um, and then this is me from The Greatest Showman, which is Pork's favorite film with Hugh Jackman. 
in it. I've yeah. never even heard of that. Okay. It's not my favorite film, but it's like it's a good of anything to. It's the one that was out at Christmas, on. and it's kind of like a circusy sort of thing. Um, but yeah, so probably Coco, and then score um, is of note because you've got all right John Williams um, it, with his twenty no his fiftieth nomination. John wow. Williams. Or 51st. Walt, Walt Disney? No. Walt Disney what? has for more. What? what are you talking about? He oh, did Star the music Wars. for That's Star cool. Wars The Last Jedi. And the most interesting thing is that Johnny Greenwood um, I hope he of Radiohead for Phantom Thread yeah. will the be attending. The score in that is fantastic. What will he wear? Will he bring... Um, I think the, I think the, fa- the favourite is Shape of Water, guest? though. Yeah, or is he married? Know. I presume Johnny Greenwood has a wife. I don't, know. I don't know. Some sort of partner. Yeah. Um, the Shape of Water is the favourite with its lovely piano. Like, But Alexandra Desplat has won... Lots. I think he's won before for different things. He has a distinctive thing. So I don't know. The idea of someone from Radiohead winning an Oscar is kind of up there with Eminem the year he did. So uh, I don't know. Uh, any other categories that are people are a bit excited about? Any? I kind of don't really have any more written down. Yeah, um, editing is one that often predicts best picture. So the so five all the in money there, in the world isn't in up no, editing, isn't no, it? No. And yes, oh, yeah, sorry, surely that was its greatest. It's yeah, crazy. great achievement. I know, I was coming to that. Right. Um, the editing features Baby Driver, which is good to see it not completely ignored. Um, and the oh, editing yes, in it with the car chases and stuff. That's and true. it won the BAFTA just a couple of days ago. Um, and so, yeah, Three Billboards is in there. The Shape of Water, I, Tonya, Dunkirk. Dunkirk is very well cut together. But again, if you've normal people... Um, well, I didn't think if you've normal people, Yeah, but normal people voting on, oh, that was a bad cut. How did they do that? I think... People may not know what they're picking when they, it comes to that. Yeah, so, what they're looking for. So yeah. I, I, I'm not sure what the favourite is there. I think probably The Shape of Water because of the relationship with the picture. So um, best picture, I should probably start with a declaration. I have 20 euros on Get Out winning. Um, I've put a bet on at, uh, 16, at 16, to 16 to 1. So I will win over 300 euro if Get Out miraculously wins. But lose 20 euro if it I doesn't. Will, this is the downside of gambling that I, I really think we need to acknowledge. I've purchased an intervention. Yeah, yeah, no, I know that. But There's we, nine nominations. Is there not usually eight for Best Picture? No, the last couple of years. It varies. Right. It can be anything okay. between five and, and ten, ten, depending mm. on if they get enough. So um, to go, run through them, Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. So is there any time. you'd get rid of? Pour it first. Um, oh, the post straight away. And I'd be ditching the darkest hour. I yeah. would ditch darkest hour. I and I'd put in Detroit. Like post. One um, for one. Oh, okay. Um, Detroit. Oh god. So what I'd be happy to but see. When, when, like, yeah. yeah. I thought. Uh, I just thought it was fantastic, but yeah, it's yeah. A very horrible for them no, to watch. Though it's got no it's very awards stressful. left here. Yeah, I think the fact it came out in the summer. I would love works get out it. to win best picture. I mean, I know it's not, you know, but yeah, I, I would. I'd happily see it win over certain others. Like for me, I don't mind if three billboards or. Mm. Phantom Thread or Shape of Water yeah. uh, no Lady Bird doesn't deserve best film I'm uh, happy with Three Billboards and Three Billboards it's got, it's got flaws but it just felt like a substantial yeah. film like oh. a worthy winner it's, there's a bit of a backlash <laughs> online about it and people are like oh Three Billboards not going to win but it has picked up lots so even though the favourite is Shape of Water Shape of Water I think the favourite might be so I think it's a pretty much a 50-50 between the two of them with, mm. with the hair Shape of Water I just like would it not be an underwhelming film to say that was the best film of the year Uh, I don't think so like we both liked it no yeah did you love it you know I've seen it twice and for me like at at the total opposite effect like 
I didn't, it didn't drag the second time because I knew what was coming. I was like, oh, this is nearly over now. It kind of flew by. But it dragged the first time? No, no, no I, like, saying, it didn't. Okay. Like, so I thought maybe you're prone to dragging if you go see it twice, but it kind of flew mm. by. Um, yeah, Do you I, don't think I, he's done better films, though? But, like, Pan's Labyrinth is the one that kind of everyone harks back to. Mm. And, like, in between, I wasn't a mad fan of Hellboy. So, like, he's one of these directors who everyone thinks is... Like, and he is a good director, but like when you kind of go back and look at his catalogue, you're, you know, nothing like Pan's Labyrinth is the one that jumps out for everyone. But apart from that, you're just a bit like. In terms of his, yeah, the one that came before that Devil's Backbone is as sort of comparable as and well. And Chronos was the other one, mm. wasn't it? You know, so. But yeah, yeah, that's a long time ago. Interesting. Um, this I year... loved all the kind of, sorry, the adultness of The Shape of Water too. Like it was quite, it does have that violence and. Uh, that Guillermo has like one that stuck out for me in Padden's Labyrinth is when the guy slashes his cheek like in um, The Shape of Water there's the thing with the fingers like yeah. that's disgusting and there is violence throughout it and there's all it's like it's an adult fairy tale because there is all the sex and violence and it's left in which kind of gives it a nice dynamic because we're so used to these sanitized films now where you don't really you know and it wasn't excessive where it was you know yeah and i but i, I thought it was beautiful and the imagery worked well but it felt choreographed it, which can be good for how it looks but i just i didn't have a heart you know i i i'm the, i love to invest in a love story and i couldn't really in theirs also it felt a little bit like a thinly veiled pro-vegetarian message you know a lot of things about like what makes this animal Pro different vegetarian. from yeah I, I feel like is he is he a vegetarian del toro. No, like to, oh del toro okay yeah, yeah no no it's all about like how are they different just that we don't speak and you call this thing an animal and how it's sense you know it's a, it, yeah. sensory sensory okay i don't know I, I i i'm actually meant to look up is he a vegetarian I bet he is. This is going to be really cruel, but because of his size, I would imagine he's not. <laughs> or he's a really unhealthy vegetarian if he is. I'm, I'm not even going to try to find that out or get our research team to do that because I don't know yeah. if you could find out in a second. Um, so that, that is the class of, uh, of 20. My only trivia, I had two small bits of trivia. Um, About this year's catalog. One, because it kind of confused me. and Because okay. you know the way you have most nominations. So there's a couple of films with five it was like um the most acting and actress nominations and wins so there was five and it took me a while I was like how can there be five because there's only four categories but it's obviously the case that we have for this year with three billboards um where you have two oh. people for best support it took right. me a while to figure that out you know it's a bit slow um so any guesses on what had five ask us the full thing yeah i lost that there so what are the most actor and actress nominations there's a couple of the films. Silence of the Lambs. No. One Flow Over the Cookies. Nest. We've all seen it, I'm pretty sure. It's a journalism type film. Spotlight. Spotlight. No. Older. Network. Yay. Oh. There we go. But how many did it have? Five. So Silence of the Lambs had... Oh, no. It won like... It didn't get... It got like director, picture, actor, actress. So this is all oh, specific for you. actor and actress. So by having it, well, actor, actress I didn't actress look it up now, but I would have had to have two for... Yeah. Not bad. And then I went with our birth years for... <laughs> I just random something different. What do you think came out? What won the Oscar the year you were born? 1984. Any guesses? I, I, think, say, I think... I'd say that was Nigel born in 1984. Yeah, yeah, I think Etna has the coolest. Uh, 1984, The Colour Purple? No, Amadeus. Oh. The one about Beethoven. Oh, right. Mine in 85 is Out of Africa. 
That's okay. very cool. That won Best Picture. Uh, yeah. I've never seen it's a great that. Film. Still haven't seen it. I once had a phone. Uh, had a special one because it's Colm's birthday today, you know, a regular listener. His was Gandhi. Oh, very cool. Fitting, fitting. Very cool. And 1986. My birthday. Uh, I don't know. Platoon. Oh, I'd rather out of Africa. I'll swap you. Yeah, that was 86. Very good. Um, so we, I just, our research team here have actually handed me a note that um, Guillermo del Toro, there were rumours he became a vegetarian in 2013 after watching um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, and the, someone on Reddit... really doesn't seem like the thing that there should be rumours about. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no? And someone has a Reddit thread called Guillermo del Toro's The Shape of Water is a movie about veganism. So, I think someone so else it's thought, not just me. So you almost had it. You had an incredibly mm. original but it's worth noting the po- the Reddit post has three meat. comments on it. So it's a They're all me. thing. They're all me. Um, uh, <laughs> it's just a short old. So there we go. That's kind of fun. Um, so that's basically it. So we're going to wrap up very quickly with... Um, how are we doing on time? Can we wrap up? Yeah, perfect. Thanks for it. Yeah. No, I was just doing a time check. Oh, sorry. Um, wrap up. We, are, we got the news just this past week. The very sad news that Walton's, the music shop in Dublin, is closing down. And a decade ago, the class of 2008... Glenn Hansard was one of the winners mm. which is very um, that doesn't seem like a decade what has he done since what what has he done since he's done plenty I'm sure but it feels like a boatload of money released yeah. his first solo album and then I think yeah. three more grew a beard uh, yeah so he's doing grand um, <laughs> yeah the, that, that musical made him a good bit of money I'd say he seems to do well enough now him actually. and John Carney uh, John Carney is there on, on the, having the crack so um, anyway big credit to him and in that Walsh. yeah in that, that year what? Did Amanda yeah. Walsh adapt once? In, yeah, he did the book and uh, Glenn Hans did the music. Yeah. So they're all having the crack somewhere. John Carney hopefully getting it because it was his I guess script. Oh no, he gets a royalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that then, in an interview one time. Yeah, yeah he got yeah. a good deal. So we're just going to wrap up with listening to that lovely bit of music and that iconic acceptance speech from Glenn. That's our little thing. So Ethna, thanks for Well, it is iconic, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah sure, she, yeah. she got cut off. Yeah. And then, then they let her back. They let her back. Who's yeah. the host? Ellen. No. Steve Martin. No, a comedian oh, though, the, uh, the talk show guy who's retired now. Not Jay Leno. David Letterman. No, younger. I'm trying to remember his name. This is really bad. Craig Ferguson. No. The day to day. John Stewart. Oh, yeah. This is great radio. Isn't uh, it? Yeah. Well, it's not radio, <laughs> so we can do what we want. Uh, thanks very much for joining us. We'll see you on May 3rd for the book launch available on Amazon. You can get Ethan's first book on audible.com now for yes, you audiophiles. See, I've adapted the yeah, plug. Week. I've adapted the plug for the listening audience That's rather great. than the reading audience. And Pork, have you anything to plug? No. Just the next podcast. Good stuff. All right, thanks everyone. Bye. And the Oscar goes to. Excuse me. Glenn Hansard and Marquette Glover for falling slowly for months. This is the first Academy Award and nomination for Glenn Hansard and Marketa Irlova. <laughs> Thanks. Um, this is amazing. Uh, what are we doing here? This is mad. Uh, 
we, we made this film uh, two years ago. Uh, we shot it on two handy cams. Uh, it took us three weeks to make. We made it for 100 grand. We never thought we'd ever come into a room like this and be in front of you people. Uh, it's been an amazing thing. And thanks for taking this film seriously, all of you. It means a lot to us. Thanks to the Academy. Thanks to all the people who have helped us. They know who they are. We don't need to say them. This is amazing. Make art. Make art. Yeah, thanks. Wow, that guy is so arrogant. Um, yeah, you don't you feel just wonderful? That's just such a beautiful song. That really is a wonderful moment for them. I, I, wonderful. Uh, nice to see you again. I just wanted to do something very quickly. Uh, the winners of best song, uh, Marketa Irglova, didn't get a chance to say her thank you. So I, I just wanted to bring her out here again, real quick. Uh, just to get a chance to, do you want to come out real quick? I'm sorry. There you go. Enjoy your moment. Hi. Hi, everyone. I just want to thank you so much. Um, this is such a big deal, not only for us, but all, for all other independent musicians and, and artists that spend most of their time struggling. And this, the fact that we're standing here tonight, the fact that we're able to hold this is just, um, it's just a proof that no matter how far out your dreams are, it's possible. And, you know, fair play to those who dare to dream and don't give up. And, and this song was written from a perspective of hope. And hope, at the end of the day, connects us all, no matter how different we are. And so thank you so much who helped us along the way. Thank you. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Take one.